welcome to the Film for Fans podcast, the podcast from movie fans for movie fans. I am your host, Ryan Dunleavy, joined as always by my co-host, Rob Dunham. With a trimmed beard. Oh, look at that. And uh, you ever you have a day where you woke up and you're like, I should really go back to sleep? Mm-hmm. Kind of how I felt like all day. <laughs> yes. Yes, we have all been there. Yeah. <laughs> we have all been there, unfortunately. Uh, but we have an excellent show for you, despite the fact that we will be pushing through tiredness today. Uh, we are going to, of course, give you a box office update. We are going to tell you what is out that you should watch on HBO Max and Hulu. We are going to play a little bit of game about the domestic box office where we pick a year and uh, Rob will have to guess the top movies from that year. And of course, our watch list. All right, Rob, are you ready? I'm present. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll start off with the box office update. And the box office in uh, number one in the box office in its debut, Bullet Train with $30 million. Uh, Bullet Train takes home the number one prize. Uh, DC League of Super Pets in its second week does $11.1 million to finish in second. Nope at $8.5 million, finished third. Thor Love and Thunder, $7.7 million in its fifth week. And Minions, The Rise of Gru in its sixth week at 7.1 million. And you know what name we did not call? Top Gun. That's right. Top Gun Maverick is no longer in the top five. Man, what a disappointing film. I know. It's it's crazy. It's kind of funny. It's the impact it's had. It's the that this is the major story coming out of the box office this week. The top gun is still the major story. The moment it's out of the top five. Uh, What did you make of the top five before we get into a little bit more top gun news? Uh, Based on what was out, I'm not surprised the bullet train Mm -hmm. finished first. Thanks. Pretty good number. I'm not sure what they were expecting. Mm -hmm. It does seem like kind of a niche movie, even though, um, Brad Pitt is obviously a big star. Yeah. Didn't seem like it would be a huge movie um, anyway. So I'm not super surprised, not very surprised that the box office in general wasn't huge. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there was an expected drop off for League of Super Pets. So I'm not surprised with that either. So, yeah, like you said, the story is definitely top gun. Yeah. Yeah, so Top Gun is officially out of the top five. It made $7 million, so it was just slightly out of the top five. Uh, And this is the first time since it debuted that it's out of the top five. But it made news because it did enough to pass Titanic on the all-time list of movies for box office gross. It is now seventh in the highest grossing box office films of all time passing the legendary titanic it has earned over 662 million dollars which is quite an accomplishment because at one point titanic did hold the record for the 
the highest box office release of all time. And so this is this is uh, pretty incredible stuff from Top Gun. It just keeps breaking records. Yeah. Any other uh, any other thoughts on Top Gun as we say goodbye to its top five status? Um, I'm wondering if it will come back in the top five. <laughs> Honestly, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, possible we we'll back what's out, Given what's out now, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if because if it does about what it does, what it did last week, and then Minions or Thor just slips a little bit more, yeah, it could definitely be back in the top five. Speaking of what comes next, uh, opening this weekend, we have two movies of note. Uh, the first one is Fall, and this is Best Friends, Becky and Hunter find themselves at the top of a 2,000-foot radio tower. So this is kind of an adventure thriller. I hate when that happens. I know. You just randomly find yourself at the top of a tower. <laughs> thousand feet in the air for no reason mm -hmm. yeah hmm. and that's all they that's all they feel like giving in the synopsis of this one so i've heard the trailer isn't much better so <laughs> i'm not surprised uh the second one is mac and rita and this is about a uh, 30 year old writer spends a wild weekend in palm springs and wakes up wake up hmm wakes up to find she has magically transformed into her 70-year-old self. So I guess this is a modern-day version of Big, only probably not as charming. Uh, this one stars Diane Keaton and Elizabeth Lale. Uh, so that is the box office updates, and that is kind of a comedy drama, as it were. Uh, Rob, uh, not a lot to choose from. If you had to go to one of these two movies, which one would you be going to? I think given the age difference, it would probably be called Bigger. Um, <laughs> Possibly. But yeah, out of these two, I would go see Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. But yeah, you. So seriously, uh, I I can't envision myself watching either of these, so... Like yeah. I said, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the box office looks very similar next week to what it looked like this week mm -hmm. as far as the order. Yeah. If I had to, I would go see Fall just because maybe you'd get some interesting aerial shots to look at. But yeah, there's probably not much more than that going on. Yeah, it's a little bit of a rough week uh, at the box office for new movies. So, do yeah, not expect a large box office. Somewhere. They can't all be winners. They cannot. I'm, I am surprised that the calendar for late August is as bare as it is. Mm -hmm. That's, it is a little bit surprising. Um, but I, I, I guess that's just how it worked out. I mean, especially after you went so long without movies being in the theaters, you would think you would have a more loaded schedule than what we actually have. Yeah. And I have to say, I'll, I'll talk about this in my watch list, but after watching pray, mm -hmm. um, pray would have destroyed those movies at the box office. So <laughs> maybe they're regretting their decision to not release it in the theater. Yeah. Weird decision there, Disney. Yeah. All right. 
That is the box office update. So there's a number of movies from a variety of genres in the box office. Uh, pick your poison and head out to the theaters. Now we'll move on to our discussion. And for our discussion, we'll do uh, what is a fairly common segment where we recommend movies from particular streaming services for you. And this week we are going to focus on Hulu and HBO Max. So Rob took HBO Max and I took Hulu. Rob, what should we watch on HBO Max? Uh, a, lo- a lot of what I have recommended here are just movies that I've watched a decent amount of times and like watching mm-hmm. um, again. So I think they're worth rewatching. Um, some just for comedy, some because they're good movies, some just because, some mm-hmm. well, at least one because my wife likes it. <laughs> yep. So um, the first one on my list is Source Code. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, which is a really interesting take on like um, time and mm-hmm. how it works. Do you view it as a time travel movie? I'm I don't know kidding. if I necessarily view it as a time travel movie as much as a yeah. de- determinist- deterministic movie, I think. Yeah, I don't quite think that qualifies as time travel i think it's more about decision making than it is about time travel yeah i would agree um so i i kind of view it more as like that kind of decision making thriller movie Mm -hmm. than it is a real time travel movie um another one that i have on the list is ex machina which Mm -hmm. i recommended before but yeah um starring damal gleason i think that's how you don't pronounce the n and uh, I've been told this many times by my friend Valerie, and <laughs> I don't even know if I pronounced it right that time. But I know that it's, it's not Dom Null. I know that. <laughs> so we're just going to go with D. Gleason, Brandon Gleason's son, <laughs> <laughs> and Oscar Isaac and Alicia Vikander mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, really, really cool movie about a guy who wins a contest uh, from an electronics company and goes to meet the founder of the company at his house and uh, robotic hijinks ensue. Yes. And I recommend it. It's really, it's a good thriller. Um, this is Alex Garland, right? Yes, this is Alex yeah. Garland. Um, and I just really like how what he does with his movies, and I re- recommend that one. Um, uh, next one, Pulp Fiction. Mm. Because... If you haven't seen Pulp Fiction, you should probably see Pulp Fiction. Um, there's certainly some parts of it that are a little weird and bizarre and Quentin Tarantino-y because yeah. that's what he does. Mm-hmm. But this is probably the movie that defines Quentin Tarantino, I would say, for its most yeah, popular. I think it's, it's the probably the one people think about when they think yeah. about Tarantino. Yeah, so if you don't know anything about Quentin Tarantino, you should probably watch Pulp Fiction. Um, for something completely different, uh, Miss Congeniality. And maybe ah. That's the one that my wife likes. Uh, it was Sandra Bullock. And um, it is a funny mo- What? Benjamin Bratt, I've just been informed, yes. is also in this movie. Benjamin Bratt, yes. Yeah. So uh, this is a funny movie, I have to admit, begrudgingly. <laughs> I agree. I, it is funny. Yeah. It is. It it is. is. It is one of the least bad movies I've been forced to watch in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, 
And then uh, last one I have is Dodgeball. Ah, yes. And I think it's one of the most quotable movies I've seen. My brothers mm-hmm. and I always quoting it to each other. No one makes me bleed my own blood. Um, you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. It's such a, it's so good, <laughs> and it's ridiculous. And I laugh every time I watch it, even yes. though I've heard every line from it dozens of times. Yes, it's still just as funny every time I watch it. So, dodgeball. Uh, a true underdog story, I believe, is the subtitle. Mm-hmm. Yes, and if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're about as useful as a poopy-flavored lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got? And, All right, and so... Go ahead. You got, you got something else, or...? Nope, that was okay. my fault. Uh, Hulu has actually really, really improved the quality and the amount of good movies that are on its service. This is in part because it is now the home of 20th Century Fox streaming uh, as part of the recent deals. So there is a pretty good amount. Uh, Rob has talked about Prey a couple of times, so I'm not including that on the list at this moment. Also, because I haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. Uh, One on my list is Groundhog Day. I am a very big fan of the film Groundhog Day by Bill Murray. It's a 90s classic. I watch it every February 2nd. And as I've said many times, this is a quintessential character development story. His story arc and the way it plays out is almost perfect in terms of uh, understanding human psyche and the steps you go through in order to change it's really really fascinating if you want to analyze it at a deep level it's also just bill murray being crazy next i have uh looper looper the classic science fiction film uh starring joseph gordon levitt and bruce willis and this is uh this is one of the top time travel movies when we did a time travel series not too long ago this was near the top and it was on both of our lists uh really fascinating take on time travel in that if you kind of knew you had only a limited amount of time what would you do with it uh and how would you buy for more time and how would you deal with your own self uh in the future really really fascinating uh next one death on the nile uh it's uh the classic agatha christie story the follow-up to murder on the orient express with uh kenneth branagh as poirot again uh gal gadot is also in that i'm not going to try and pronounce her name properly because i can't do it um it's a really good story. It's it surprised me the kind of slow burn nature of it uh, as the mystery unfolds, but it was really well done. Uh, and it's a fascinating story. So if you have not gotten to see that and you like murder mysteries, Death on the Nile is definitely one for you. Uh, I'm throwing this one in there, even though I've recommended it several times, Logan Lucky, because it is expiring on Hulu at the end of the month. So if you want to see this one on Hulu, you have to do it this month. Logan Lucky is the excellent, excellent story. It's a heist film. It's done by Steven Soderbergh, who's done the Oceans movies, amongst other films. Uh, so he is known for his credentials when it comes to heist movie, and this is no different. Uh, Channing Tatum is in this one. Um 
and a number of other actors. Of course, Daniel Craig. And I'm blanking out on the guy who played Kylo Ren at the moment. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Yes, Adam Driver in, is in this. The humor is interesting and good. It's got this like Southern redneck flavor to it, but it's it's fascinating. It's funny. It's interesting. It's just a really well done movie that not enough people have seen. And hearing Daniel Craig with a like redneck accent is yes. something. Yes. Something uh-huh. else. Yeah, White so. trash Daniel Craig is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> if that's not enough reason to watch i don't know what is uh and i'll go with another uh 90s movie uh in the line of fire really really well done movie in the line of fire um it's clint eastwood as a secret service agent who is uh becomes the subject of a fascinating interplay where someone threatens to kill the president and uh, becomes obsessed with Clint Eastwood as a Secret Service agent. Uh, it's a very psychological drama, uh, but a really fascinating look and character study. I I really enjoy this movie. So it's kind of a drama thriller uh, type movie, but really, really good. Uh, was that four or was that five? That was one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that was five. Uh, so that's my uh, that's my list for what to watch on Hulu, Groundhog Day, Looper, In the Line of Fire, Death on the Nile, and Logan Lucky. Uh, and we'll publish these on East or uh, on uh, filmforfans.com. So make sure you look for that in the next couple of days for filmforfans.com. You can check that out on our website. All right. It's time to play a game. Ominous. Ominous, indeed. Nothing bad happens in movies when someone says it's time to play. Mm. Or would you like to play a game? The game we're playing is uh, Guess the Box Office. And the way this is going to work is I will pick a specific year. And Rob will will have three guesses to try and pick movies out of the thin air as to what was in the top 10 from that year. Afterwards, I will give him uh, the top five and he will have to put them in order. Uh, A little bit of inside baseball on this one. I sent out this game in the show notes and Rob and I were each supposed to pick a year. And then lo and behold, we picked the exact same year. Uh, So round one was, yeah, round one was null and void. So we're just doing it this way. I'm picking a different year and uh, we're going to go on the last minute change there. So have fun with this. Okay, Rob, are you ready for your year? Nope. What is it? All right. 2016. I don't think I have any hope of guessing like what (laughs) came out in a certain year. I know it's tougher than you might think it is. It really is. It's tougher than you'd think. 2016. Yes. So in 2014, we know this because we looked at the list before, Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Yes. So did uh, the Lego movie. So Mm -hmm. did Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. No, that is not in the top 10. Did that come out in 2016? Um... I don't I think know. Maybe <laughs> I, I can look it up, but I don't know. 
Um, what animated movies came out in 2016? 2015 for Hunger Games Mockingjay. Okay, that makes sense. Two more guesses. What will he pick? Ant-Man. No, Ant-Man is not in the top five. Or top ten, I should say. Uh, Last guess. Last random stab at it. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, so you get no points for your random guesses. Now, I'm going to give you the top five, and you have to attempt to put them in order of how much money they made. Uh, Now, keep in mind, there is multiple ways to calculate domestic box office. So I'm going to give you this up front. I picked, there's an option to pick in-year releases as opposed to money made that year. So if a movie came out at Christmas 2016, it gets credit for its entire box office run because it came out in 2016, as opposed to movies that just made money during mm-hmm. that specific year. That makes so sense. Just a caveat on this one. All right. Uh, so your five movies are Captain America Civil War, The Secret Life of Pets, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, The Jungle Book, and Finding Dory. Do you need me to repeat them? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, number one. Okay. Um, so I'll give all five and then you'll tell me. Yep. Um, Captain America Civil War. That's your number one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the Secret Life of Pets, Finding Dory, Rogue One, and The Jungle Book. You have one correct answer. Sweet! <laughs> <laughs> At number five, The Jungle Book made $364 million. I did not realize that film was that big. Yeah, me either. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Number four... The Secret Life of Pets did $368 million. Number three, Captain America Civil War, $408 million. Number two, Finding Dory, $486 million. And at number one, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, $532 million. Some reason I don't remember, like I don't remember it being that popular. I I don't know why. I do remember it being popular. I don't know if I could have told you it was that popular, uh, but this was the first one of those like side Star Wars stories that wasn't part of the original. That wasn't one of the episodes, as it were. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a lot of intrigue. Plus, Rogue One was actually a really good movie. Yeah, I uh, should watch that again sometime. Yeah, especially it's... considering that the. TV series based on one of the characters is coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good movie. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, the it's, it's for me, it's one of my favorite star Wars movies and that's, and that's saying something, a lot of kids movies in the top five for 2016, yeah. you had three kids movies in the top 
five. It must have been a big, big year for taking your kids to movies. <laughs> well, there are a lot of kids' movies in the top ten for 2014, also. Yeah. List that I looked at. So if, yeah, if you expand it out, then there are two more kids' movies in the top ten. Uh, and that Zootopia is in there and Sing is in there too mm. for 2016. So kids' movies really did dominate the box office. Uh, you had five of the top 10 were kids' movies. Okay, so that's a wrap on our game for this week. We'll play another edition next week where Rob gets to challenge me on my knowledge. Uh, but now let's move on to our watch list, movies we've watched over the past week. Rob, what'd you watch? I watched DC League of Super Pets. Okay, all right. Theater with my kids because they asked to go see it. All right, well, what did you think? It was actually funnier than I had anticipated. Nice. And uh, more genuine and heartfelt than I had anticipated. Um, I thought it was a pretty decent movie for an anime movie overall. And uh, I had pretty low expectations before seeing it because I it did feel kind of like a cash grab type movie to me but it uh it wasn't like that so okay um if you have kids i'd recommend seeing it with them i thought it was good i thought it was funny nice um i also saw uh prey mm. i watched i did watch that on hulu um i would like to talk about this some with ryan once he sees it so i'm not going to go too into detail Fair about enough. it but um as far as movies of this uh, ilk go or subgenre or whatever you want to call it predator movies alien movies etc i thought it was one of the best if not the best i've seen interesting um i left watching the movie feeling very surprised that it was not released in the theater yeah um, i've gotten that impression from a number of people who said they've watched it yeah so i don't know if it was just disney feeling arrogant because it wasn't their thing mm -hmm. because they didn't have anything to do with it they didn't want it to be released in the theater or what the reasoning was but the movie itself was good the fact that it was an all native american cast was significant so i just i don't really get why they didn't release it because mm. i think it would have made a good amount of money i don't think it would have been a huge movie but i think it would have made a good amount of money Especially given what's coming out in the box office the next yeah. couple of weeks we've, we've had. Now, yeah. granted, they might not have known that when they made that decision, but... Also true. Um, And I also watched Ocean's 8. Ah, yes. Which I think is a pretty good movie. I don't put it up to the level of uh, Ocean's 11. Mm -hmm. To me, that's the best one of the newer Ocean's movies. Yeah. Um, But I, I did think it was enjoyable and a, a decent version and as far as movies go that have tried to go like the female version mm -hmm. of the team or whatever i think it's probably the best the most successful at that attempt yeah i had low expectations for it but it actually was a half decent movie it's it it was not terrible given given the criteria that you were saying that so often these female ensemble casts just don't click or don't connect with audiences but this one actually wasn't a terrible i think what made it one of the things that made it succeed is even though it wasn't all female cast like they they didn't go out of their way to point it out like it was just right. these are the people who are doing the thing yeah which i think is more empowering honestly than being like oh it's ladies like yeah yeah but like we know <laughs> we <can tell. laughs> yeah uh-huh cool yeah. 
Uh, so I got to see uh, three movies. I saw Bullet Train, which I was very, very pleased with. Um, are you planning on seeing this one? Yes. Okay, so I won't go into details. What I will say is I got a very combination of... Uh, Um, Guy Ritchie and Quentin Tarantino in this film. Mm -hmm. I mean, now each individually is probably not at their level on those things, but think dialogue of Guy Ritchie with action elements of Quentin Tarantino. I was pleased. I was, I was quite pleased. It might have been like 10 to 15 minutes too long uh, the way it played out, but uh, it was fantastically enjoy enjoyable for me. I, I thoroughly recommend it. Uh, next one I saw was War Games. I'm going, still going through my uh, my list of Cold War movies, and I rewatched War Games. Uh, I really liked it. It's been a long, long time since I've seen War Games, uh, but it was on Amazon Prime, and I thought, hey, why not? And I really, I mean, it's very young Matthew Broderick, and uh, the level of sophistication of the movie. delved into when it came to computer technology for 1983 is actually quite good um it really was a, a top-end movie for 1983 and it, even though the, the technology is wildly different now i think the movie itself the structure of it still holds up uh and the third one i saw was a netflix release called operation mincemeat with um colin firth as the main character. And this is based on a true story uh, from World War II. It was actually one of the things that changed the, the tide of the war in World War II. Uh, it's about the plot of the allies uh, when they were going to attempt to invade Italy, everyone kind of knew they were going to invade Sicily. And so they needed to convince Hitler that they actually weren't going to invade in Sicily, that they're going to invade in Greece instead. And they attempted to do this by planting a dead body with false papers. Uh, so the movie involves them attempting to pick out the appropriate dead body and then dress it up in every single possible detail, build a backstory for this guy's life. Uh, and it's a really fascinating story. Uh, there's a book out about the, about this operation. Uh, it was classified for a really long time. And I thought, the, I thought Netflix actually did a pretty decent job of it. Um, I think you can have more success in period pieces. Now, obviously, it's a smaller scale, but I think that works for the type of story that this is. So it's one of the best movies I've seen that's been released by a streaming service direct to their streaming service. So I would recommend Operation Mincemeat on Netflix. Nice. Uh, Rob, you got anything else? Well, I just think because of the lack of options in the box office this week, everyone should go on Amazon Prime and watch The King's Daughter. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Please, yeah, you know, go if you if you are so inclined, have at it. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not sure we're gonna allow Rob any more comments for this year. <laughs> <laughs> all right that is uh that is this week's film for fans uh 
Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you check out filmforfans.com where you will find our recommendations for Hulu and Netflix, along with uh, the Cold War movies, Top Gun Maverick review, and a bunch of other content on there as well. Uh, Make sure you recommend the show and tell it to your friends. If you do, Rob will stop making weird jokes for an entire episode. Mm, Doubtful. Yeah, it's probably not going to (laughs) happen. Until next time, enjoy the movies.